Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. is up everybody project itachi here with my co-host warners welcome back to another week the gz chop shop podcast as always we have an amazing lineup for you all this week but before we get into the meat and potatoes of everything i just want to say i am rocking a very exclusive crossroad crossroad can't even talk today (laughs) crossroads hoodie which you can get now in our store, jeezyshop.com, along with some very new and exclusive items that have actually just come out today. So for all of you uh, AirPod users, you might want to go check out our exclusive Gamma Games Shop Shop Podcast AirPods case. Those things in different colors. It's really nice. You put a lot of work into... Uh, setting up the feng shui for them. And there's some more stuff coming out this week. By the time you guys hear this, there should be several new uh, catalogs of items available for you guys. So make sure to go check that out. Jeezyshop.com. It's going to be amazing. I promise you guys are going to love everything we have in store for you. Literally. Now, we have a jam-packed episode So we really want to get right into it. And the highlight for this week, for anyone who wasn't in the know, if you were in the know, Apple event was this week. It actually happened all today, the day we're recording this, Tuesday, uh, March 8th. And man, I got to say, honestly, I typically don't pay attention to Apple's events. I usually hear that they're having one and I'm just like, oh, okay, cool. It's not the game show. I don't really care. Uh, but for some reason, I really wanted to see this one. And I guess because I do have quite a few Apple products. Um, the reason I use Apple products before anyone starts wanting to stab me with a pitchfork, uh, is because it does help with my workflow. Being a podcaster, being a business owner, they do have a very solid workflow. Uh, and connectivity between all the devices is, it's, it's, it's amazing. I have to admit that. So 
watching their event, I must say I was laughing, but at the same time impressed. And the reason I'm laughing is because some of the things that they announced, everyone has come to know this is a trend with Apple. You know they're going to announce their new cell phone. And before we get into everything else they announced, can we just take a moment to look at their phone and... Did we go backwards <laughs> with their phone? Did, did we just take two steps back? With the, what is it? The iPhone SE, I believe it's called. And for those of you who do not know, if you're an avid iPhone user, you have to have the latest and greatest iPhone. Do not be alarmed when you go to place your pre-order for your $399 phone, I believe. No, it is not the iPhone 9 or anything previous. It is their new iPhone that they've just backtracked in with the design and they've brought the home button back yeah and pretty colors it comes in many pretty colors <laughs> so i green a special a special shade of green yeah a special shade of green i think one of them's like midnight they've come up with fancy names for them but basically it boiled down to green white black and i think red and all you hear, all you hear, they're like, and our new green and midnight, whatever the hell. And you just hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically what it was. It. <laughs> and I, at first I was like, okay. And, and here's the thing. Apple is very good at taking your attention off of what, what we're really getting. Because they were like, but look, it's powered by this and it does that and it does this. And I'm like, okay, but. My iPhone 10 still looks more advanced and it came out like four or five years ago. <laughs> like, why are we going backwards? And I wish they had explained why they went back in their design. They're going to start watching. They're going to start adding uh, the, the, the headphone, headphone jack. The headphone jack's <laughs> going to come back. And years after people finally got over it. Yeah. And because when I saw that, I said, wait a minute. You're bringing. You're, you're going backwards in your design, but you, you're putting new technology in it, but you're going backwards in your design. And it makes me wonder where their sales not as great for all the phones that came after that took away the button. And they just didn't say Look anything. how expensive the damn phones are, too. And the past two years have been insanely awful on the economy and everybody's pockets. And they have more variations of of phones to choose from now than ever before and they're all expensive as hell it's ridiculous and i you know i i i've owned an android before i only have an apple just because i already had so much stuff on apple when the phones first came out that it was just easier for me to go back like it was a user-friendly thing for me um but their phones are not as expensive as as apple's phones are these phones are insanely overpriced yeah Apple Apple products are ridiculously priced, and I guess that has to con that part of that's probably contributed to the fact that they make all their own uh, tech, quote unquote. They make all their own tech, original tech. So maybe that's part of it. Um, maybe the fact that so many celebrities got on the iPhone bandwagon. And raised its popularity back in the day. That probably plays a huge role in why these phones are so 
expensive. It's like, you know, back in the day, you weren't, you know, you weren't in unless you had an iPhone. You, you could be walking around with your Nokia brick, but if you had an iPhone, you were, you were in. And that probably is still rolled over. So I'm wondering when you said, you know, like we're in this economic situation right now, Apple basically said, okay, here's a budget phone for the budget times. <laughs> I can't go back to using that home button. Like it's been, it's been I have long. the iPhone 10. I've had, I have the iPhone 10 and then that was an upgrade from the seven. So obviously I upgrade like every four or five years. And honestly, tech has gotten so good that the iPhone 10, what is it like three years old now? Something like that. Three, maybe eh, about three years old. Uh, works like brand new to me. So like they're talking about how much faster these new phones are and I'm using my phone. I'm like, how much faster do I need? Yeah, <laughs> like much, it's instantly doing everything for me. Like, I don't, I even have a crack in the top and I'm like, it works fine. <laughs> I dropped it several hundred times and it works fine. I don't know. Like get to the point. You just, how much faster. Yeah, it's fine. Just like, like <laughs> it's like at what point you're just like, it's so fast. It, it, calls from the future anything you're going to do in the future it does now so you don't have to think you don't have to think it just comes. how fast are these phones compared to the you're calling yourself the speed the i'm already using telling you hey that thing you're thinking about doing right now don't do it bad idea yeah i swear <laughs> to god if i hear siri you don't want to do that action i'm going to lose my shit it's over it's a wrap siri mind your own business so so anyone who's super excited for the iphone um yeah don't get us wrong it has very powerful hardware in it uh it's just its external look has taken about 10 steps backwards um but as far as its internal power you know the the m1 is it's not to be slept on so it's still going to be a a decent piece of tech i want to talk about however something that did pique my interest that i have to say it was fascinating to me as a creator and the conversation stir that came after had me in stitches because, man, we talk about Apple versus Microsoft or PC in general and just watching on social media back and forth. Well, we've been expecting this, too, for a while. It, it, it's about time uh, that, that Apple finally, as clever as they're trying to do it, you know, they're trying to do it under the radar. Like it's not their intention. Get into gaming. I see what they're doing. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and what we're talking about is everyone knows that Apple operates on the M one. And I think their highest one was the M one pro, I believe was their highest. Well, today they unveiled the M one ultra, which for every gamer out there, I will just paint a quick, snapshot of how powerful they're saying it is it is more powerful than the rtx 3090 as that's what they're claiming apple that is their claim let's look at the features real quick though the, the the features i have pulled up i don't i don't know what you have pulled up here but uh m1 ultra chip features a 20 core cpu 64 core gpu and 30 core neural engine and then eight terabytes ssd storage is insane bro i have three terabytes and i'm pretty good and then 128 gigabyte of unified memory don't forget that ultra fusion 
What was the RAM? I think the I think that that was the RAM, the the 128 gigs. That was the that was the RAM, I think, as well. Yeah, and 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 I have to give them props on which is insane on on, on compact compact design. This thing is it's a powerful piece of hardware, and I know a lot of people just want to shut it down because Apple has made over exaggerated promises before, but I feel like they've learned from their mistakes to an extent that they wouldn't make it a claim that bold today without having run the necessary stress test to back it. And I think the problem is uh, with the naysayers, and this is not me giving Apple a huge pass, like until it hits the market, things could go sideways. And there's a lot of people who are already saying, oh, I plan to test both to the full capacity, which by the way, you got the money to buy both. Have at it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you have money to buy one, you the Jesus. money to buy the one. Have <laughs> at it. Um, the only here's the reason I believe Apple may not be lying in this case. The 3090 has been out for a little while now, and you hear me say this a lot about tech. Once it hits the shelf, it is out of date. It's just a matter of them burning through the supply that they've already built. And then once they're done with the next, they'll, they already have the backlog of everything they're going to make. And yes, there's a factory that still makes it to put it out there because that's, that's at that point, just free money, automate it, make it, send it out. They're already working on the next thing once they've released the previous one. So uh, and yeah, that, that goes for every piece of tech. That's every like, piece of tech. Ever. In the regards for the M1 Ultra, even though it's only probably like 10 days away. I think everything mar- launches March 18th. It's still not on the shelf. So they still had room to tweak it. So this means they had months to study the RTX 3090, see what it was capable of, see what it could handle, and then make something better. Because when this hits, the in, in tech time, the RTX 3090 is like a grandfather now. So for them to come in and be like, hey, here's the M1 Ultra, brand new, fresh off the line. There's no reason for it to not be better than the RTX 3090 because they had ample time to build this. Even if they wanted to unveil it sooner, you know, if they had said that at the same time, the RTX came out and they released at the same time, I would have apparently been like, Ooh, I don't know. That's a bold claim. And they probably would have, it wouldn't have held up. But I think, I think in this case, they're extremely confident and they've got the hardware to back it. I think when it hits the market, a lot of people are going to be extremely surprised. They didn't overstress in gaming, but they definitely mentioned it more than they normally do. Apple's usually been dodgy with gaming. It's never been a main. Well, I think what they, what what they really did here was they definitely catered to people who, who to content creators, artists, etc., people who utilize the the Mac Studio for what it can really do. And they've been asking for a lot of these different uh, interfaces and applications and stuff to be implemented on the on things in the future, things that they really want to make their lives easier, to make things run smoothly, and they gave everybody what they wanted. So content creators and artists, people who use uh, Mac 
and Apple computer systems are, they were so happy. I mean, I don't see too much negativity from that group of people uh, where the idea that they're under the radar trying to get into gaming uh, comes from just as a gamer and anyone who understands computers and understands how to read this tech and compare and contrast to how that equals to an RTX or a NVIDIA or Intel or whatever the case is. We know how to compare those things. And just looking at the numbers between all this different tech, it is, this thing is a beast. If it does what it says it's going to do, this is incredible. And using less and, power. That was the other thing. Yeah, and uh, what did it say? It, it's basically... It, the same you get the same amount of power like like what it can do and performance using less mega or using uh less yeah megawatts so that's that's insane and and, and we have to give apple credit where credit is due they've been very good at building 100 100 to 200 less that's a lot that's honestly a lot yeah that and yeah. and we have to give them credit for building powerful machines in compact designs. I mean, their desktops, they're, they're pretty much all in ones and they just sit on your desk. They're such, they're such clean designs with powerful hardware. Now I know the downside that a lot of PC users don't like with Macs is you cannot upgrade it. Once it's outdated, that's it. You're, you're stuck with that. It's, it's all or nothing. So on the one side that, that does suck. A lot of people like that freedom of customization. Uh, financially, it is more affordable to just have to, to you know, be able to swap out a part and not a whole computer. It is a money saver. Um, so I think if you're going to invest in getting a Mac uh, setup, you definitely want to know what you're going to do with it. Would I personally use a Mac for gaming, even with this powerful uh, hardware? Me personally... No, not you know my my the only reason I wouldn't is from a gamer's perspective. Uh, you're using the computer a lot, right? You're putting the computer through a lot of stresses. So one of those things breaks down, no big deal. You got a little extra money on you, whatever. Work next shift, whatever the case is. You can replace that one thing. You can replace that RAM. You can replace that graphics card or that CPU or that you know, that cooler or whatever it is that broke down. Uh, in this case with Apple, everything's under one, it's one mechanism and it's just, it's all together. So if anything falls apart and stops working, it's one, it's gonna, you'll have to replace the entire thing. Or I'm assuming you can take it to an Apple store and get it fixed for a very large amount of money, much more than it would cost if you just had a regular PC and you simply replace the part. That's the only downside I see there. Cause I do think it's really cool that it's an all in one thing. Yeah. That's not my thing as a gamer, but I do like, I do see its significance and I do think it's absolutely amazing. And uh, I also wanted to point out um, that a, a lot of the people that were given some severe, severe pushback on, you know, Apple's uh, announcement of the M1 Ultra was mainly, mainly gamers. Um, I felt that, Apple's event, and you guys can watch it, it's still available on YouTube. Uh, while they mention gaming, it still is not their core focus. Like I say, Apple dances around the realm of gaming, 
but they do not want to commit to it. I think they pretty much incorporated it so you have it as an option. It's an option to do that maybe alongside other things you want to do. But they at no point did they ever say this is a gaming, you know, gaming PC focus on gaming, like how graphics cards are built for gaming. They come right out and they say it. Basically, Apple was like, hey, look, this thing is powerful enough. If you want to game, you can game and it will be better than the latest graphics card out there. I think a lot of people are looking at it strictly from the gaming PC's perspective and they they felt like their tails got stepped on by being told that their powerful machine they have sitting on their desk right now would not compare <laughs> to an Apple product. What do you mean my $3,000 PC is not going to be as good as your Apple PC? How dare you? Well, that's that I get it, but I think that's the gamers, the gamer, the nerdy gamer side of us, right? We put all this work in the PC. We have like some of the best equipment. Like, okay, wait a second, Apple. Yeah. But I, I think what people aren't seeing is Apple's goal. It, they're not trying to say their computer can can play a game and stream better than your what your setup. What their goal ultimately is this all-in-one package is able to do multiple things at one time and process all of these videos and edits and uploads and like all this different shit at one time instantly without rendering too much and, and causing problems all, you know, that, that sort of thing. That's, that's the angle that they're working on. And that's a beautiful Um, angle to work from because it's a, it's a beautiful angle. I personally, for the first time ever, I was sitting there watching their their event, and when they started breaking down uh, their their other announcement, which was Apple Studio, and that basically box desktop, it's it's literally a box that's more powerful than a a, a a a PC, and it just sits under your monitor. But when they broke down the purpose of Apple Studio, I was just ready to be like, I don't have it yet, but take my money. Take my money because that is a content creator's wet dream. What that thing is capable of. It does. You I'm going to run 13 projects. You can run 13 projects, render as many videos as you want, which if as a gamer, if you also double as a content creator, that is such a seamless operation. Like my ideal setup would be the setup I have now streaming computer, gaming computer, and then another computer would be Apple Studio. So I could take all that content from my PC, send it over to Apple Studio, and then edit everything seamlessly without worrying about, oh, my drive is full, my RAM is full. Oh, now I got to wait till the encoding is done. Oh, it's over. Oh, now it froze. <laughs> what is, what it, okay, the resolution of, of 5120 over 2880, is that 4K? I thought that's a little higher than 4K. Of fifty one, that's that's I think that's over four K. That's a little over four K. I I have all my monitors are two K, so I, I I don't know. I'm not I'm not entirely sure, but I, I'm looking it up because I I meant to like I meant to look it up earlier, but I remember seeing those numbers about the new screens, the screen that's coming with this stuff, mm-hmm. and I was like, that's I was like, that's not four K. Like, what is that? So it's five K. That's why. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Apple is big on their fives. 5G, 5K. 5K. But I got to admit, Apple Studio I wonder why they went with 5K. Piqued, my, 
pique my interest. It's going to be running the their their their, their top tier M1. It's going to have a new monitor and like I and it sits on your desk, so no no extra space taken up, and it's it's more powerful than a than a desktop that sits you know on your floor or takes a or a tower that sits on your desk. You know, 64-core GPU, 800 gigabytes memory bandwidth, running either M1 Max or M1 Ultra. And, of course, you know, you're going to get all those wonderful Apple updates that, as far as I know, don't change your settings. Those. Well, <laughs> I'm trying to look at those prices. What were those prices? Uh, I think one of the prices was 1990 I think you can get one for two grand or three grand. I think the sixty. I, I saw three different ones from about fifteen hundred dollars up to I think it was three grand. Yes, for the one that the the ultra that they were talking about, which yeah, three grand. Yeah, I, I, dude, I that's the, not bad. That I'm be honest, dude. Like three grand, four grand actually for that. Oh, is it four grand? Three thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars. Okay, that, that okay. I'm still gonna say it. It's still not bad. I that's. Think about it. Like the new, how much I haven't looked at it. Has the, has the price for the 3090 gone down? No, if anything, it's, it's what, stayed what the it? same. It's like $1,200 or something. It's yeah, it's, I don't think the price has gone down at all because we're still in the GPU crisis, which by the way, because Apple builds their own Apple Silicon stuff, they don't have to worry about that. Yeah, here here it is. Yeah, uh, a thirty ninety for two thousand three hundred and forty nine dollars. Uh, yeah, you can get a whole nother. Uh, that's that that's their high end one. That's their high end one by MSI GeForce. Their Asus one is twelve hundred dollars, which is still then, yeah. So it's, it's it's it depends on the brand and and there's different gigabytes and stuff involved. But still, if your if your goal is to have the best, right, and then you start comparing these prices and seeing what you're getting as a content creator and someone who just wants to do uh, like on like anything online or creating studio stuff and artwork, it's kind of comes off like the better deal. And I'm pretty sure you're getting you could get all the best clothes. stuff for the, like mostly the best stuff in one package. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right. So that's, it's not a, it's not a bad deal at all considering how much do some people spend on PCs, especially, professional gamers and streamers and stuff, you know, it's not uncommon to hear people spending four to six grand on, uh, their PC, including a couple monitors and all, all the, all the equipment that comes with it. So to get all of that and what is, uh, at least at bare minimum comparable to the best stuff that you can get in one package, that's, that's not a bad deal, man. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and think about you, you that that's that's with the monitor well yeah I, mean, you know, I, would, I, I would hope they're not I, giving you a computer without because i was learning it well, too. that's what i'm saying like that it's not just the computer like yeah it's all in one but you're getting the computer monitor together but if i buy a, a pc right i had to go out and buy one or two monitors to go with my pc and i bought really good monitors and both of my monitors were 800 dollars a piece and when you do the math, a lot of people will say, oh, well, you know, it's still cheaper. But if you really do the math, like anyone who just gets a PC to have a PC, obviously is not going to go out and buy a Mac for the sake of just having a Mac. So they're not right. appealing to that audience of people. 
So anyone saying, oh, well, you know, it's still cheaper to have my PC. Well, long term, they they wind up balancing out. Because if you spend two grand on your PC and it's like, why well, didn't spend extra? Really? You didn't go probably buy yourself another power cable. You didn't all those little nuances to upgrade it eventually just equate that cost anyway. So if I was at the point of like, I'm already going to drop $1,200 on another PC, I might as well just hang tight, save up another 500 and net myself, you know, one of their Apple studios, especially if I knew like this, it comes down to what you're going to use it for. Like Apple studio knows what it's for. And for me, like I already use creative cloud, like Apple studio would be like, is like perfect. And I've already have those issues sometimes, even when I'm on my desktop where like, I want to work on multiple projects at the same time. But I have to be careful because my computer, even my new one, sometimes is like, I don't know, buddy. You're asking me a little bit much here. You want to run Premiere, Audition, and Photoshop, and encode this video? I don't know. Well, dude, and, and I'll give you proof here from my end. I have a fairly new PC. It's it's about a year and a half old. Um and this is also to prove to you, you do not need a 390 as well. Um, I have an i9 uh, i9900K uh, CPU. I have like pretty much one of the best C, uh, CPUs you can have. My GPU is a 2070 Super. Okay, it's it, it's definitely not the worst, but it's definitely not the best. I run those two together, and I can do quite a bit at one time without any problems. I can run most of my games on the highest graphics and run about 100 to 120 frames per second, which is that's to me, that's, that's amazing. That's, that's amazing right there. And I'm doing that with a 2060 or tw sorry, 2070 super. So I, you know, it's whenever I start trying to do edits and messing with a bunch of Adobe shit at one time while doing other shit, I start running into buffering issues and rendering stuff. And every now and then, it's the only application on my computer that gives me a hard time if I try to do too much at once. And that's what they're doing here with these Apple products is they're, you know, they're, they're making anyone who wants to do all of that not have any issues. That's the point of that. And right here, uh, I brought it up, by the way. Uh, I know I said megawatts earlier. Don't ask me why I said megawatts. That's it. Can you imagine a <laughs> 200 megawatt <laughs> freaking like what the hell? <laughs> but uh, it's a lot of uh, power. The, 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 the CPU, the Apple CPU is faster. This is what they're claiming on the, on, from, from the event. CPU is faster than Intel uh, 12900K at 100 watts less power. The GPU on par with NVIDIA RTX 3090 at 200 watts less power. Uh, we'll see, but you know, that's, and, and for anyone who doesn't know, that's a big deal because the more power that you're, that these different pieces of equipment in your computer have to use, the higher the likelihood of burning that PC out. Don't think for a second something can't catch on fire because I had, I had a PC about five years ago that I was pushing. It was like s almost eight years old and I was pushing some rough equipment on there. Uh, I 
<laughs> I, I smelled smoke, bro. I'm just saying. So yeah, that that so this stuff matters. Like it, and the less power it has to use for the same amount of output, the longer that equipment's going to last. So where that really matters even more so is, okay, so I can't replace everything individually. Maybe that's not as big of a deal because all of this stuff theoretically is going to last way longer because it's using less energy to do what it needs to do. It's, it's being less stressed. Yeah, no, I agree. If, <clears throat> if you actually take care of your stuff, which is a thing that a lot of people also neglect, like, you know, clean out your, your computers and, you know, turn them off sometimes, give them a break and, and let your stuff rest it will last a lot longer so that when it finally does die, you'll be like, well, it did last me a good 10, 15 years. It was about time. And by then you probably have some money saved up to get another one. It's the same thing, even with desktops. Like eventually there's only so many times before you can swap out parts before eventually you got to swap out the whole motherboard. And next thing you know, you're like, oh, but it was more affordable. But over the time you're spending the same amount of money just over staggered amounts of time. It, it's just taking care of your stuff, knowing what your computers can handle, because a lot of people, they'll build these expensive rigs and not really know what they're doing. <laughs> they're just like, I got this expensive rig, so I could say I have an expensive rig and it can do anything. And then when they go to do anything, it catches fire. They crack their tempered glass. They break their cooling system. And then they're like, I don't know what happened. Well, and that's... It, it, it's funny you mention that because I've heard countless amount of people say things like, why would I buy that? Whether they're talking about Apple's products or they're talking about high end PCs, uh, they're like, why would I buy that? And uh, when I could go buy this for cheaper, you know, that, that sort of thing. And it's because case in point, the average person's not walking around understanding all the information and all the, all the technical information about th this equipment that, Apple's dropping at these events, you know, when they're like, they get oh yeah, the, the new GPU has 200 gigabytes and you know, all this stuff, you know, the average person's not going to go, oh my God, it's amazing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <21 threads. laughs> like, compared to mine, you know, they're not going to think that they're going to be like, why do I care? Show me what I'm buying. That's why aesthetics comes into play. And I think obviously we can all agree. That's why Apple's been so successful for the most part, because people, see things they go that looks super cool i like the aesthetics i'm gonna buy it apple has to start competing in more depth now they have to start giving all these cre content creators and artists what they really want and they're going to listen to these numbers and these specs and all these things that apple's dropping yeah, especially when they're like, why Why are we letting them build on these PCs when we can have them building on our computer and make right. that money for, for us? Imagine, imagine right, like, what, at what point are we going to like get to where we, we take an Apple product or whatever product and we take it in to get fixed? At like, you know, like what is Geek Squad still a thing? Geek Squad still a thing. Is that still, biggest, yeah, you, Geek Squad still a thing. I see the old, you, you take it in and get fixed. Like, my computer is broken. I swear it's not porn. And then they look at it and you're like, oh, wow, you're right. Uh, and then they fix it for like four hundred dollars or whatever the case is. I think now they last I say now last I checked a couple years ago. I think they charged you now. I know like years ago they didn't use to charge you, but now I think they charge. They, they you. probably have like a subscription um, plan where you can like. It's like it's like you take your car in AutoZone. They're like they used to do it for free. They'd like 
run a test on your vehicle to see what was wrong with it. And I think some places charge you now. Same thing. I think they charge you now. But we're going to get to a point where they're like, I don't know what to do with this. Uh, what do you- Just like vehicles, you take a vehicle, like you're not going to take a Tesla down the street to get it fixed at your oh. local auto shop, you know? Like at what point are we going to get a tech where like you can't take it anywhere because nobody knows what to do with it? We're getting there rapidly. I mean, like this is why I build my own shit. Like this past computer, I like half built, like I bought it sort of a shell and then I put the rest in. The, the one, but, but build your own shit, people. I'm telling you, like, it, it doesn't make you better than anyone. It's not the point, like, oh, I built my own stuff. No, it's because you do it. It's not as hard as you think. You do it. Yeah, okay, you feel good. You, you made it yourself, but you know what's going on with your computer. And when something's not working or you need to replace something, you know what to do, right? Versus you take it in and they're like, that'll be $100 for me to do a diagnostics check on it. But I also have no idea. Uh, it's probably porn and even though, you know, watch it's porn, right guys. Porn. Okay. Stop, stop it. Stop it. Stop the bad habits guys. <laughs> it's always porn. I think like, the, you think that's like a scary. I want to know the statistics of the amount of people that go in to get their computer fixed, especially their laptops guys. I I'm looking at y'all. That's why you have that extra laptop. No one knows about, right? <laughs> Your wife's like, what do you need that laptop for? And you're like, Work. well, uh, it's for business. Yeah. Your business, mm-hmm. bro. Chill out. <laughs> like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah 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 that's yeah that's why i want, I want to know the statistics statistics though on like the amount of problems that were just caused by porn. had they just stayed off those sites you know like i'm not hating by the way anyone listening i'm not hating on you just throwing out no i'm just curious like what are the numbers but you know pretty i, I would th- you know what i'm gonna take a stab in the dark and say 50 percent of the problems male and female across the board that had computer problems didn't know how to fix it it was because of porn we say females too. We know y'all's dirty mm-hmm. secret. Y'all just don't talk about I it. I don't just read it. <laughs> <laughs> think, think we don't know, but we know. <laughs> so yeah, that was Jesus. That was the Apple event in a wrap. We would love to hear your guys' thoughts and comments on it. So hit us up on Twitter. Let us know what you guys think. Are any of you guys excited for any of their products? Their new Air, the new Apple Studio, the new iPhone. Let us know what you think. Either you agree, disagree. Hit us up on Twitter. We would love to hear your comments. Moving on. So, I don't remember what podcast it was. And I was telling you before the podcast started, I was upset that I don't start sampling these predictions when I make them. And I made another prediction. And I'm actually pretty ticked off about this. Everyone else is all excited. I'm pissed off about it because I didn't want to be right. I actually wanted to be wrong because I thought... Talking about Sony here, I thought Sony is going to take care of its gamers. And I guess maybe I'm just in a little box all to myself. Case for anyone who doesn't know, rumor has it, and it's pretty credible rumor. It's not mostly just like hearsay at this point, that Sony is already working on a new PlayStation. Not, I think we talked about this last podcast because I remember mentioning how much how 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 much I wanted a PlayStation Five. And should we? And just I went wait? to that. I yeah, I was like, should I just wait? Because it's been like two and a half fucking years at this point. Like I might as well just wait for PS Six or Seven or whatever's next. And uh, I went to a Comic Con and they sold one for like for double like, the yeah. price, and I was pissed. I was pissed off on the about the price gouging. 
so I think it was the last podcast. So you did say it. I said, and I, and I actually had said it <clears throat> months. I actually said sometime towards the end of last year, I was actually having a conversation with Byrne about it. And it was kind of like one of our usual friendly back and forth debates where he was saying, yeah, no, you know, history has shown they wait about a good five years before they even announce a pro first has to come the slim, then comes the pro or, you know, whatever smaller model they come out, with. they come out with the big model, then they come out with a slightly smaller slim model, then they come out with the pro. So he's like, you know, grab a PS5 now. It's going to be years before they come out with a new one. I was like, I don't think so this time. It's because you got the GPU crisis that's happening. And the console is more sold out and harder to get than a, than the PS4 was in its first year. By the second year of the PS4, everyone could get one. We're in the second year of the PS5, and you still cannot get one unless you are actively hunting those things down. You still cannot get one. You can't get it online. You can't go into the store and get it. You have to be paying attention to shipments and online, like constantly, to even hope to get one. So also screw up. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. All of you people who buy two, three per household, you suck, and I hope one of them melts. Random <laughs> PlayStation Fire. I hope when you're playing God of War, Kratos has an aneurysm and smashes your PlayStation. I've never been so upset about a situation because I so desperately wanted an item and equally upset with the company because I don't have the item. Usually you're upset with the company. You don't want their item. So, and I, this is what I was saying. I was saying PlayStation is going to use this to their advantage. I said, here's the problem. Them being sold out is keeping them in the lead by a lot because they know every time they say we've got PlayStations out, they're going to be gone. Because everyone who didn't get one is going to be sucking them up. And they're like, this is guaranteed money. Because so many people want it. That no matter what, as long as we put it on the shelf, it'll get sold. So we'll keep making that money. But on the flip side, it's a 50-50 shot. Because all the people, people like me, who are like, you know what? I'm starting to lose interest. You're making it impossible to get. There's other stuff coming out. You're announcing all these games for a PlayStation system I can't even get. It's no fault of my own. I want to play these games. You're announcing all these great games, but now your gamer base is limited. There's no one that's going to be able to play your games anyway. So they probably have seen some people trick off because I'm a diverse gamer. I can go PC. I can go Xbox. I can go just play the Switch in my own little corner. So it's not like I'm 100% PlayStation. I know with a little effort, 
I could get an Xbox before I could get a PS5. A little effort, but a lot less effort than trying to get a PS5. If I really wanted a next-gen console, Sony realized, ooh, this is not a move we want probably to happen. And I'm pretty sure they're like, they know people are starting to lose interest. People are starting to lose hope. They're just giving up. The hype for it is going to start dwindling. And you can't come in two years later and say, hey, brand new, because it's not, PS5 is now available. People are going to be like, okay, came out two years ago. Old now, because by the time that happens, it will be old. Like I said, once tech hits the store shelves, it's outdated. So people with that know that are going to be like, okay, yeah, it was great in 2020. Now we're in 2022 going on 2023. Come on. So Sony had to step up their plan. They had to speed things up. So now they have to work on the pro. They can't come out with a slim because people are going to be like, bruh, really? And then you got things like what we just talked about. Apple dropping their powerful hardware. People are going to be like, bro, you letting Apple outdo you in gaming? Come on. So How, where are they getting all this equipment to make new consoles and drop them for us to go purchase, but they can't replenish the PS fives that I fucking want. That's what, and that's why I was saying, I said, I feel it's a big market ploy at this point. I don't want to believe it's a market ploy. Cause I love Sony so much that I want to give them the benefit, them benefit of the doubt. doubt. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like being in a relationship. You're like, I, I want to trust yeah. you. Yeah. But mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we all love Bethesda. And then they gave us fallout 76. We all love CD Projekt Red, and they gave us Cyberpunk 2077. I mean, we've all kind of unanimously hated EA, but then we loved EA again when they gave us Jedi Fallen Order, and then we wound up hating them again not long after when they gave us Battlefield 2042. Those, those microtransactions. Those microtransactions. So, with all that said... <laughs> Man's been holding that in for a minute. <laughs> I'm just saying, there's still a corporation, and they saw... Clip that and send it directly to their CEO, like, bro. Bro, bro. And the thing is, so people, and if anyone wants to know, like, all right, well, where are you getting this information? Apparently, some of these rumored PS5 Pro prototypes are already in the U.S. So, they're, and I'm reading this off of, 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 uh, one of the news sites that I, I found it on. And I, I had to do some some digging of my own because I was like, oh, maybe this is like one of those clickbaity things. But no, it went into detail. There have been several instances where it's been mentioned that Sony is reportedly shipping international units of its gaming consoles. And as per speculations, it's the PlayStation 5 Pro. And how they know this is the codes that are on boxes when they're shipped that are meant specifically for gaming hardware. There's code specifically for gaming hardware. Also, another listing mentioned that Sony exported a box that had the label reading Video Game Console SIC Prototype. It was from the United Kingdom to the United States dating back to November 2021. Mind you, that is literally only a year after the original came out. They already knew it was going to be a problem, and they were already working on the prototype. That also proves my point that once it hits store shelves, they're already working on the next thing. That's why I was saying it is not going to be long before you see the Pro hit. I think they're going to skip the Slim. They're going to go to the Pro. Then they'll go to the Slim, because then they'll make the Pro Slim. 
That is my prediction. This whole thing sounds like a bad relationship. <laughs> like, I'm serious. Like, like your partner's already working on the next thing as soon as they start. You know what I mean? Like, like, <laughs> like I'm telling you. And Sony Jesus, is using man. the good faith of us loving them. It's like, say it isn't so Sony. And Sony's like, no, nah, we're not You're breaking that. the trust tree, man. It's, it's, it got us. And I, I don't, I have a switch and yes, I'm going to buy the new switch when it, when it drops, but that makes more sense because the switch has been out for years now. The switch is still selling out, but not to the point where you can't buy one. Uh, it's still really good. They're just basically, it's almost like getting a, a, it's just a new console. It's all, it's a new fine, finely tuned upgraded console, but it's the same thing. You know, like you can still play our games and stuff on it. And it makes sense because it's been years and my switch broke recently. So I'm like, okay, I'll go buy a switch. The fact that my switch broke, it, it, it stopped working very well about a year ago. And then it finally just completely broke recently. And I can probably go buy the new switch when it drops before I could ever get a PS five. And I've been waiting two and a half years. Yeah. That's, that is insane. I mean, you could go get a switch OLED right now and be, and be happy. And then Nintendo's like, Hey, we're going to drop a new thing. And they'll drop it first year. You might struggle because Nintendo consoles always sell out first year by the second year. You should be fine. Should be good to go. But yeah, you, at this point, my advice to anyone on the hunt for a PS5, unless you absolutely desperately cannot go without, just wait. Because how ticked off would you be to finally get your hands on one, pay full price, mind you, just for them maybe a couple months later into the year, announce the PS5 Pro. And, and, and trade-ins at full value are a thing of the past. <laughs> So if you think you'll just turn around, trade in your OG one for the new one, they're going to look at you like, oh, well, this is old. So and then you're going to be mad because you're gonna be like, what are you talking about? This is the newest thing. Yeah, but it came out in 2020. It's value. As soon as you bought it, the value dropped by like 50 <laughs> percent. It's like when you buy a car, the value depreciates as soon as you take that tire right off the lot. Value. you. So I would say at this point, just wait until November, after November. That's usually around the time, September, September, October, that's when they'll usually start making their announcements on unveiling new things. If as soon as they announce it, just focus on getting a PS5 Pro. You actually might fare better. You might fare better because... Um, oh, I'm just waiting. Yeah. I, I, already, I already know I'm, I'm waiting. Because if you really just want a PlayStation 5 for the sake of having one, when they announce the Pro... Everyone who has to keep up with the Joneses will shift focus to the Pro, which means that the OG PS5s won't be in high demand anymore so they can start populating the shelves because everyone's going to want the my, latest and greatest. My question is, why are there so many five-disc changer PS5s running around all over the internet right now and when no one's even using discs anymore and they, they could have just used those to make more fucking PS5s? I don't know, bro. That, and they're like double the price, man. I don't know. Collector's item. Make people feel nostalgic Bro, for disc changes. <laughs> who's going to put, Dude. first of all, who's going to put five game discs? How lazy do you have to be? <laughs> I've never even seen that. Dude, I I don't think I sent you a, I'll send you a picture later. I'm like, serious. Is that you a can, real can, thing or is that just a hoax? I know I, 
I saw two on Amazon and then there were some on like eBay and stuff. And yeah, I was like, they're like eleven hundred dollars, no. dude. Nobody needs a five. Disc I thought they were fake. I'm like, this can't be real. Fake. That is five disc changer PS5. Nobody needs a five disc. Who's using console? one disc? Nobody does that. Nobody's using one <laughs> disc anymore. Like I, I love, I love discs. I, I support owning discs and everything that comes with the physical copies. But a five disc, like did the PS4 even have that shit? No. Like, no, like name a console that ever had a five disc changer. Nobody. This isn't 1999. This isn't a 1999 car. Like, what is I this? Mean, I know, I know we're a little bit lazier than we used to be back in the day, but come on, we're not even, even we're not that lazy where we need a five disc changer console and nobody's using discs really. I don't, I, I don't trust disc changers ever since my uh, PS3 took my, uh, uh, what was it? PS3 or no, it was my Xbox. Uh, it was the Xbox uh, 360. Took my Turok. Yeah, y'all remember Turok, right? Yeah. It 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 took my Turok disc and it never came out. <laughs> it just, I was so mad. I was like, "Well, I give it back," nope. and like it just wouldn't give it. Dude, it never left that fucking console. It's still wherever that console is to this day. It is still in that, that console. Turok is still in there. That, that Xbox had launch. Bro, I was so mad. I just don't trust five disc changes because you know. Forbid we have rogue AIs. You just gave all that ammo to a PS5 to start launching at you. <laughs> uh, 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 I don't need no high disc. Five of them. Mm-mm. That's a regular show episode right there. The 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 disc wars was it was that what it was? Oh, the the, the yeah. disc versus digital wars, and it was like the the computers and the consoles and like the CDs and like all the DVDs and the Blu-rays and then the Wi-Fi. I think the Wi-Fi was the enemy. That sounds and they're like destroy the main base. And like, it was like the main tower. That sounds like our feature right there. <laughs> man, regular show went hard, man. I love that show. It's so funny. Just describe our potential future. <laughs> so still in the same vein of uh, talking about gaming. Um, and this actually happened last week, last Wednesday. Uh, Epic Games made an interesting purchase. You know, we're talking about get big game developers over the last pretty much since 2022 has started it's just buying things up buying up other developers well epic said yeah y'all have that we're gonna go in a different direction and don't forget that epic's game is 50 percent owned by tencent <laughs> yeah and you just know it out I, there. I feel just throwing it out there i feel that that took part in this purchase they bought the music platform Bandcamp. now for anyone who doesn't know what Bandcamp is, it is basically a very, it is probably the second most popular, or th- in this case, third most uh, popular music platform uh, behind Apple and Spotify. That is actually more friendly to its artists than the previous two platforms I named in terms of revenue. So artists can actually determine the price for their music and they get to keep. 80% of the money made from their music. 80%. Which is huge, by the way, with everything that's been happening with Spotify. Yeah. So a lot and of artists people, it, uh, love bands. Unless you make a deal with Spotify, I mean, you really are making maybe pennies a song mm-hmm. per, what, what was it, per download, I think. But they're making, they're making most of that money from your song. They're, right. Yeah, you're making like... 
20% maybe if you're lucky. But the, all the money yeah. you should have been making, Spotify, Apple, they, they get it. And then they give you like the pocket change. But Bandcamp works in reverse and you get 80% and they just take the last 20%. So artists love Bandcamp because of that the ability to determine their prices. Oh, they, they, they updated their website bank, to Bandcamp and Bandcamp is an American internet music company founded in 2008 by Odd Post co founder Ethan Diamond and programmer Sean uh, Grunberger. Joe Halt and Neil Tucker with headquarters in Oakland, California, uh, purchased this month by Epic Games. Epic Games is 50% owned by Tencent. Tencent. Well, 40% owned. Yeah. For, 40%. 40%. 40% sorry. I, I'm just, I'm just so, rounding so, so up. Now, I, mean, I mean, at what point is like 40, 50%? I mean, 40% is a, a lot. That's a lot. You, you, your voice, if you own 40% of a company, like what you have to say at that point matters. If I owned forty percent of Microsoft, I would have a lot to like. I would be in charge of a lot of shit. And and fans have paid artists. This is Bandcamp as a total: eight hundred and ninety-six million dollars using Bandcamp, and two hundred and four million in the last year. They're a thriving musical ecosystem, and I'm going to explain my theory on why Epic made a move such as this. One, they've already said they want to be branch out to things just beyond gaming. Cool. Have at it. But the reason I think they went for music, and this is going to make sense as soon as I say one word, Fortnite. And live whoa, 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 whoa. Back up. Okay, so spell that out for me. Okay. So a while back, there was always this big issue originally with dances in Fortnite. A lot of artists, a lot of dancers were coming up in arms because they weren't getting royalties and payback from Fortnite when their dances were being implemented into the game. That's a lot of money. And I, I don't blame them. I used, to, I used to be like, oh, guys, come on, you're being greedy. But, but I've learned so much, by the way, about the, the, the music industry mm-hmm. since, since then that I understand like they, they really get cut. Like they get screwed over hardcore by yeah. a lot of companies when it comes to royalty. So I don't blame yeah, them. Especially when you made something so iconic that everyone wants to use it and everyone's using it freely and you get nothing for it. Yeah. At least pay the pennies at minimum that Spotify will pay. Exactly. I'm just saying like, so behind that, the one thing that's bigger than that, that causes a whole point of contention across a lot of platforms is music. Now, artists have been disgruntled. It's a little lesser known issue unless you're paying attention to the music industry, but a lot of artists feeling they're not getting their fair treatment in revenue for their music distribution. They don't really have full control over it. The other companies are able to take so much money from them for it. And then they get like, we were talking like pennies on the dollar. Now where I say I felt Fortnite and they're looking at Bandcamp and being like, you know what? Let's do that. This gives Fortnite, Epic Games as a whole, but specifically the game Fortnite, special access that no other game outside of Epic is going to have. Literal access to thousands of exclusive songs because Epic owns them. 
So as long as they don't change the payment ecosystem, Epic can find artists that they like and be like, yo, we want to put your music in our game. Here's a cut of that. Here's your 80%. And in turn, artist discoverability will skyrocket. Now, Atachi, I want to take this. This is hypothetical, people. This is not happening <laughs> before I just clarify. I'm going to take this a step further because this might indeed happen one day. You la- people laugh all they want. I laugh a little bit thinking about it. But consider for a moment, right, a company like Tencent who owns, I don't know, 40% or so. <laughs> there goes that maybe 40% more again. In the future, <laughs> in the future, maybe they own more of Epic Games, right? Mm-hmm. Epic Games now owns oh, Bandcamp. Yeah, yep. And they can utilize all the music on there as they see fit, uh, especially since they're paying out to these artists even more than anyone else by far. What if someone like, gee, I don't know, Tencent ever wanted to get into the streaming business and now they can pull artists and all of this music, hundreds of thousands of artists on this platform and utilize it and and now you can stream it on your twitch and listen to your favorite artist or whatever the case is and not be slammed for it not have to worry about being warned or canceled we actually were in the we actually you know that's not a far-fetched thought at all we were kind of it's not it's not because you know we we got to think about it here people the last two years have been iconic for gaming and anime and the entertainment system as a whole, things have just exploded for content creators and streaming. It's, it's on, it's honestly amazing. And it's going to continue to explode. COVID played a huge role in this. It, it did. Like we're all at home. We're all venturing out more. We're getting, we're, everyone's getting bored. They're looking at all this stuff, getting into new stuff. That's what happened. That's why everything blew up. Everyone was online more. Everyone was learning and finding all this new stuff and getting becoming content creators or OnlyFans or YouTube, whatever the fuck you're into. So no, this isn't far-fetched. Do I think Tencent's going to drop, drop a streaming company tomorrow and compete with Twitch head-to-head? No, absolutely not. Well, they already have one, though. But, oh, Trovo! Yeah, and they have... I totally oh, forgot about You Trovo. forgot about Trovo! Yo! So, and they own 40% of... I'm so dumb. I am so dumb. They own 40% so, of Epic. So dumb. Epic owns Bandcamp. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So this means if you play music. I'm sitting here like, oh, dude, check this out. Like, what <laughs> if? Right? Like, <laughs> like, bro, like, what if? It turned. All right. I fucking digress, people. <laughs> yeah, they own digress. They own Trovo. <laughs> I forgot about Trovo. Which Trovo? Hey. Trovo's y'all better jump stuff. on Trovo then. Don't. Yeah, I'm about to say we can't sleep on Trovo. Y'all anymore. are sleeping on Trovo. I'm telling you. I know three people who left. Uh, they they left Twitch for Mixer. Mixer died. You know, we all know how with Mixer. And then they kind of they kind of dabbled back into Twitch, and they just didn't like Twitch anymore. Like that's why they left. And they're on Trovo now, and they're actually doing really well. Yeah, I'm, I'm so, gonna be reviving. I'm definitely gonna be. <laughs> dude, I just had like Trovo. you would have thought I was like baked out of my mind or something. Like, bro, what if like you know? And then like I just did the math. It's like I did a bunch of math in my head, did the work for for myself, and gave myself the answer without realizing it. Yeah, because you're like, oh, it's not like they're gonna. I'm like, but they already have ones, which means <laughs> they've just gotten. I blew my own mind. Like, whoa! And they've just gotten <laughs> access to license 
license free ish music because they own Bandcamp. So it's just like, hey, right, use Bandcamp. The artists aren't pissed. They're getting paid because Epic will be like, we'll foot the bill. They get to keep 80%. The artists are going to be like, Psh, have at it. It doesn't hurt them because people who like their music are going to want to find those artists. I like this person's music. Who are they? Now they probably have a subscription service. You go find the artist. You subscribe to them like it's a patron. They're making money. They're still making money. They're making two kinds of income because <clears throat> they're getting the 80% cut from their music being used. Then they gain more subscribers. They keep 80% of that. The artists are not going to be someone. Upset. Someone tried to argue. Someone tried to argue with us uh, a little while back that Tencent was nothing. Like they were just like shitting all over Tencent that they were nothing, and we're like, bro, they're fucking number one in gaming, gaming for a reason. Like, like no one's saying that Microsoft sucks. No one's saying that Microsoft isn't overall a two point two trillion dollar company. No one's arguing that. We're talking about just gaming. Like what's done and made and and created in gaming, the revenue in gaming, what they what they've contributed to gaming and what they're what they're receiving back in profits from just gaming. That's why Tencent's number one, Sony's number two, Microsoft's now number three, Nintendo's number four. This right here is a huge move. Yeah. Buying buying Bandcamp for all the reasons we just said. Like these little moves here and there, they, they may not seem like a big deal, but when you start talking about being able to stream user accessibility, being able to have more freedom online and not worry about certain things like being banned because you used an artist and you were just trying to improve the stream for everyone, whatever the case is. I mean, that goes a long way with people. And I, I've, we've both used Trova before I've used it before and it, it does not suck. The only it, thing it's that's not, hurting it's, Trovo is the fact that people are scared to try new things. People want right, new things, right. but they're scared to try them when they're available. Everyone. It's definitely weird. Like some of the stuff they have is, is weird because it's different. Mm -hmm. And like some of the names they use, I'm like, eh. Uh, it doesn't seem as catchy, but that's just because we're used to things like Twitch. We're used to Twitch. But, but I'm telling you right now, we have this, we have Tencent and Epic in the background right now making sneaky ass moves. And, <laughs> and it's a slap in the face to Apple too. <laughs> Because the only thing. because Apple basically didn't want to get up off of that 30% cut like it was going to kill them. And here is Bandcamp thriving since 2007, giving its creators 80%, taking only 20%, if not less. They've even had it where there was like sales where they actually wound up spending money on their creators and their million dollar business thriving. Well over a decade later, proving that a company that obviously makes 10 times the amount of them that they do, Apple, would not have collapsed immediately if they cut back that 30%, which was what Epic was trying to say. Dude, you're, you're absolutely right. And, and I'm remembering now one of the, the, the dude that was making his argument about Tencent his main argument was that they were Chinese. They were a Chinese company. And okay. I'm okay. They just bought on They just, they own 40% of an American company and they just through them own another American company. So stop looking at this. Like it's Chinese, it's American, it's UK. It's we're talking about the end. We're talking about 
business. We're talking about the industry as a whole. We're, we're, we're not cookie cutting the, the, the planet here. And the thing is, we're just looking at the numbers. We're looking at what's going on. Yeah, we're looking and at the facts. fucking fascinating. Way. One thing I want people to realize, especially when I said, I said this before, I said that was the first thing that people were going to fo- focus on. I said, as much as we want to pretend it doesn't exist, the first thing everyone's going to focus on was it's Chinese. So that was the first thing everyone's going to focus on. And then we saw immediately, that was the first thing everyone focused on. The, the thing that everyone needs to realize, and they're like, well, how does how did that work? Like, they can't really own. And someone else pointed out, like, well, they're mainly an investment company. And they just, once again, doesn't matter how they do it. it what matters is they own a whole portion of an American-owned company. Yeah, don't sit here and call out another company for m- possibly being investment only, which, by the way, they're not. They have plenty of their own IPs that they make. When Microsoft has little to no IPs directly under their name and they have 100% bought pretty much every gaming company under their belt yes, that were already successful. They didn't take a chance on somebody. They didn't invest in somebody. They fucking bought out successful companies. So don't give me that shit. We're looking at this as a business. And also the way Tencent does it, this is how they can get around because investments work differently than acquisitions. And, pissed off about it and they <laughs> and Tencent doesn't have to go through all the paperwork of doing like a cross-country acquisition because they're not trying to take over the company they just want to invest in it and make a little bit of money that there's less red tape with that so they're smart about how they're doing it where Microsoft is just trying to be like mine 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 I own it you got to come to us for whatever you want under them and it's like we're, you know, okay, cool, chill, chill, Microsoft. We know you're trying to be the big kid on the on the playground, but you're getting a little heavy set there. You're going to wind up having to roll around. Nobody's going to see you as a threat. <laughs> 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 Whoa, calm down, Microsoft. Put your arms Put down. Put down. But yeah, Tencent is setting itself up as the, is right now, still is the juggernaut. And they've set themselves up in a very powerful position they have a streaming platform and they're doing the slow race they're giving those streamers on trouble what they want for one they promote even low viewer streams they feature them twitch makes it seem like that is like the worst thing they could do it's impossible we can't do that and then trovo comes along it's like there you go this is how it's done and everyone will probably argue well it's because nobody really uses trovo blah 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 well, every excuses you come up with are just strongman arguments. We're in 2022. I think part of it too, I think part of it too is is when we, uh, even before I, I say when we, even right before you and me got into uh, streaming and content creation online, Twitch has only recently, in the recent past, actually started implementing payment programs and partnerships and being able to pay you. That's actually a new thing. That's only come out in the past several years. They were streaming before that, but you weren't getting shit. So I think, I think we're we're in a mindset now in, in, in the community that it's not just a risk leaving Twitch. Like, Oh, I'm starting to grow here. I'm starting to do that. It's that kind of, well, if I leave here, I want to instantly be where I'm at on a new platform, you know, on the new platform, or I want to instantly be famous, or I want to instantly make enough money. And that's great. 
And some people are able to take almost all of their viewers and they'll just follow them and go to a new platform. And I'll tell you guys right now, if you're a great content creator and you love what you do, people will probably follow you to whatever platform you're on. If they don't, that's on you. That sounds harsh, but that's just the fact. Like if you're so great, people will follow you no no matter where you go. That's true because I didn't have a zero turnout when I went to, to Trovo. I had almost a, no, you didn't. I I remember your first stream you went over and almost everybody that was with you on YouTube or Twitch was there on Trovo. And I saw it with, uh, I I watched one of one of my three friends. I actually actively watched them, uh, on their second stream on Trovo. And they had like 200 views or active, like active viewers, like in their, in their chat which is about what they had on Mixer and that's about what they had on Twitch. So people will follow you if they like what you have to offer and they enjoy your personality and whatever it is you're doing. It's not like they can't go back and watch their favorite people that are still on those other platforms. I think that's the thing people feel. It's like, well, if I go to this other platform, I have to say goodbye. And it's like, no, you just watch that person while they're live or I don't know, have one on your TV and one on your computer and one on your phone. However, it makes you you know, happy. You don't have to abandon the other platform. But, yeah. Epic, Tencent, we see you. You can big, big brain plays in the shadows while everyone else is fighting turf wars. Yeah, yeah. Apple, <laughs> Tencent, Epic. I'm, I'm watching y'all. Everyone else. I'm watching y'all, but, but Apple's phones, man. Y'all, Apple, y'all don't get to just change the color of your phone <laughs> and say, this is a new... Uh, what, emerald green or whatever. Change the color of phone and be. <laughs> well, it sounds like a Bam. Pokemon game. Innovation. It sounds like a new Pokemon. Emerald green. Like, all right. Emerald green. <laughs> Y'all don't get to just come up with a new color and call it innovation. innovation. Come on. There you go. Y'all were innovate. Y'all, y'all were innovative twenty years ago. Y'all got to do something you gotta, different. You gotta, you gotta go back to your roots and not literally go back and like look. Okay, <laughs> not literally, not literally, just start adding buttons and phone jacks. Back right. in. Chill out. Jeez Louise! I know we say history repeats itself, but come on, it's not supposed to do that with the tech. Jesus. All right. Well, that is gonna be the premium. I think that was our last topic for the episode. Uh, I had I had one more thing, but it was just kind of like Nintendo being Nintendo, not taking down videos of their <laughs> their games. Nintendo does not. I was saying this the other day, like if y'all let Nintendo get involved in political affairs, they will shut down every war, every issue on the planet. They'll be like, no YouTube for you. Cancel, cancel, cancel. As soon as Find those them videos, a million dollars. Shut them down. De- N- Nintendo does not fuck around, man. Emulators. Went, oh, Nintendo was like, uh, excuse me? You're uh, running emulators is, on the Steam Deck? That's not a Switch. Bro, is there? There has got to be a room. Like, there's no way a computer is keeping up with this. There's got to be a room of like 20 people. That's their whole job. And they're just watching the internet. <laughs> and if anything gets flagged, is something that's being utilized from Nintendo, not on the Nintendo platform. Oh, you thought because you were on the just, dark web, we couldn't find they hit, you? They, they hit a bell, like, ding. And then, like, the manager comes over, and he's like, what do you have? <laughs> and he's like, right here, sir, in California, Los Angeles. Oh my he uploaded an emulator on his Steam Deck. 
mother of God. <laughs> this, is a, this is a code red. Contact Arrest him immediately. Fucking FBI comes in. You get erased from the planet. You no longer exist because you never know who does this. They're just like a group of people have been yeah. like, who are the group of and people? So they don't name yeah. drop anybody because they disappear. And who wants to do you don't fuck with? Who wants to say they Nintendo. got bullied by Nintendo? Like every content creator <laughs> right now when their videos got pulled just makes me think of the meme. Why you bully me, <laughs> bro? My the next Comic Con I, I do. Mark my words. I'm gonna cosplay. I'm gonna figure this out. I'm gonna cosplay as Nintendo, looking for problems. Oh my! Goodness. I'm gonna cosplay as Nintendo, canceling somebody. I'm a Nintendo executive. Do you have authorization to have that emulator? I don't think you do. You know why? I'm gonna be like, <laughs> how do you dress up as like a, a Mario and Luigi hall monitor? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> That's Nintendo, what I'm do. this is why nintendo is literally still in the game they do Bro, not they don't play. fuck around no and here's the thing everyone when microsoft or anyone else does bands blah 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 everyone cries out cries out as soon as nintendo comes along is like yoink no everyone's like bro they don't even unban you yeah you know, <laughs> bro nintendo straight sizing creators up they they sit there as soon as they see something they just jumping at you like what you going to do they gonna do nothing. What's that scene from from Tropic Thunder with Tom Tom Cruise yelling at that guy? He's like, he's like, I will rain down a fucking like he's yeah. like yelling at that guy. Like I just picture Nintendo. Like you think it's like this beautiful animation and it's like this sweet wholesome place, but inside it's like this executive and CEO is like, I will fucking destroy you. <laughs> and hangs his fucking phone up. Who was that? Nineteen <laughs> people have their lives ruined. <laughs> and then after they hang up, Nintendo's just like, eh, who was that? You don't even know who you just cursed out. Nope. Yeah. Who was that, by the way? <laughs> uh, sir, I don't give a shit. <laughs> oh, man. cancel everything. I want all his subscriptions canceled. I want get him fired. I don't know where he works, but remove him, <laughs> sir. He's a doctor. He he does this on the side for fun. Fuck him. <laughs> like, that's it. <laughs> Nintendo does not care. Oh, my gosh. Bro, so Bro. congratulations. We just ruined Nintendo <laughs> for everybody. <laughs> so if you have a Steam Deck. I hope it's like, I hope the guy who's in charge, by the way, looks exactly like Mario. I don't know why. I just want it to be like a real life version of Mario. He definitely doesn't. But he's just pissed the fuck <laughs> off. Firing everybody. So yeah, if you have a Steam Deck and you have Nintendo emulators and you were thinking about putting them on YouTube, don't do it. Unless you want to get bullied by Nintendo. And even if you think, oh, Nintendo won't find me. Nintendo won't bully me. Please don't try and be the one to find out and get bullied by Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> We're giving you fair warning. Okay. If you think you're going to get, you're going to troll Nintendo. I want to see, I want to see like a skit, like a SNL type of skit where you, it's like a, like a middle school setting, right? And it's and the kids' names are like Sony, oh. Nintendo, and like Microsoft, and like Tencent, like and then like it, like to fill out the rest of the crowd, it's like gaming industries and studios. Microsoft would be the, the rich kid and in then, the suit that's buying all yeah. his friends, <laughs> <laughs> buying them off, or like like selling coke on the side, but like no one tells on them because he buys them off. But but like I just like Nintendo's like the the skull bully, and he's like that eighties like. Yeah, when he enters like, the room, everyone's Nintendo. like, oh, crap, it's Nintendo. <laughs> he's like snapping his fingers coming down, coming down the fucking hallway. <laughs> this guy is snapping. 
people <laughs> people see them, they just kind of like eh, just kind of move aside. They don't want to any beef with them. <laughs> I swear to God, Nintendo just wakes up looking for smoke, man. <laughs> Bro, you just turn Nintendo into the ultimate bully, and they make all the happy- bullies. <laughs> They're the only game developer that will laugh you out of a business meeting. It's like having a parent that su- that went through World War One or two, and they suffer from really bad PTSD, so they, they just shit all over you as a child. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm like really stretching this as much as I can. Oh my gosh. You know what? <laughs> On that note... <laughs> they seem approachable, but they're not. <laughs> On that note, we are going to wrap up this week's episode. Uh, holy cow, we covered so much talking from Apple, leading up to Nintendo being the ultimate <laughs> playground bully. <laughs> but, guys, we would love to hear your comments on the episode. Let us know what you think. Do you think Nintendo's a bully? We would love to hear your thoughts on it. And do you think Trovo can become a viable competitor for Twitch? We would love to hear your thoughts on that as well. Hit us up on Twitter at the GZ Chop Shop. Also, don't forget to check out our branded merch gzshop.com new items coming out constantly this is one of the exclusive wares i'm currently wearing the crossroad collection for anyone who's watching the video we have actually we have like well over like five collections in the shop now with more more coming so make sure to go and check it out the gzshop.com if you love everything we do on this podcast the information news we bring you the style that we deliver to you and consider becoming a patreon Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash gamut games and get these episodes early. Some of our exclusive bonus content. Anyway, as always, you guys have been amazing. Stay safe out there, take care of yourself, and take care of each other. We'll catch all you wonderful people in the next episode. Later. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 